Hey, welcome back to The Craft, where we explore what we're learning about the creative process. I'm Colby, and I'm a music producer and product manager. And I'm Carter, a writer and PhD student at the University of Kentucky. And today we are doing not a book review, but an essay review. So our kind of primary text here is going to be an essay from James Baldwin, the 20th century American writer on the creative process. And I'm really excited for this conversation. This is a small, you know, two-page, two-and-a-half-page essay that is just packed. It's dense. I completely recommend, if your choice is between listening to this episode or reading the essay, go listen, go read the essay. Uh, <laughs> listen to the episode. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that for a second. <laughs> that is a hard bait and switch. <laughs> That's so great. Um but this is just a really great essay. So I'm excited. You know, this is kind of one of those episodes where I get to nerd out in the abstract philosophy of art. And you get to, you know, say, you know, what the heck are you talking about, Carter? And, and you get to pull us back towards the, the more practical. And so, that you know, I love that about the craft. We're always balancing the theory and the systems and that would be the other name of our podcast. I feel like theory and system in art and how those kind of are a dialectic. Hmm. That's an episode right there. <laughs> so where do you want to start with this? Should we read maybe like the introduction or like a, a segment or two? I pulled out some interesting quotes that stood out to me, but where do you want to start? You could even just give an overview maybe of what's he saying in this art, in this essay. Yeah, do you want me, maybe I'll just give a very, very brief overview and then we can talk about individual passages or phrases that stood out if that works sure yeah i mean i think i think in some ways you can we can sum this up pretty succinctly of that baldwin writes that the artist's role is to give us an inner knowledge of what he calls the wilderness that's within us the truths that we have to face of being human that we so easily cover up that you know, conversations about the weather and politics and, you know, X, you know, X and Y and Z, uh, they distract us from these things. And we often tell a lot of stories that can be misleading about ourselves. And Baldwin says, no, what art does is it really kind of goes to this very murky, hard to understand, opaque self, what it means to be a human. And it tries to give us a mirror and it tries to to show us something that is you know, true about ourselves in order that we can, and he says this in the first paragraph, dwell, right? And so a, a really great line kind of pushing to my dwelling idea, not my idea, but the dwelling substack. Yeah, we need to have a good knowledge of ourselves if we're going to have any sort of movement towards making the world a place that's hospitable for us. How do you think that summary was? What stands out to you? Yeah, take it from there. Yeah, I think that the one big idea that stood out was the artist is an explorer of their own inner world and of themselves in a way. And then the second part of it that maybe you hinted at was that they, this is more towards the end of the article where he says they go to war with society in a sense. It's like they, they do that same inner work of like facing the truth and the ugliness and uncomfortableness that they're struggling with internally. Maybe he doesn't use those exact words the harder things, the things we don't like to surface internally. Yeah. And then internally in society, looking at the complicated, the messy, the hard things, and then 
exposing those in a way that we, so we understand these, ourselves better, which is why he sort of says it's like this war in the sense of society, like there's a, artists are not always honored until they die because they're saying some hard things and some yeah. uncomfortable things when they're alive that we don't want to face and confront. And obviously he wrote so much on the subject of race in America mm-hmm. and, and was very active on that topic. And so like even some of that sort of comes in the background of this article. Absolutely. But that, that whole idea of being, it's interesting because it's sort of this like mirror of the individual and society having sort of like the, the outer facade and then the internal world. There's those two aspects of both the personal and the, the global yeah, I, I think that's really well said. And the tension, I think he says it's a war between lovers. He talks about yeah. this this mm-hmm. relationship because it's like we don't want to face the hard truth sometimes, especially collectively. One, it's difficult to kind of recognize what's happening, you know, below all of this, you know, all these different stories that are floating on. What's really at the heart of things? And he talks about how the artist has to like peel back the quote lies to oneself, right? That's what he sees society in. There's a Heideggerian term he talks about, Baldwin doesn't talk about, but Heidegger talks about the das man or the they or the one in a sense that we have all these stories about, well, one should do this. And when one is in this situation, one should do this. And the they, the das man are always saying, you know, how things ought to be. And they've got all these stories about what's going on. And, Heidegger says, right, we've got to peel back all these kind of messy stories and the conversations from the day, and he calls it idle chatter, and we've got to get to the thing itself. And that's what he was trying to do in in his kind of ontological phenomenology. And with Baldwin, I think he's, you know, rightly saying that the artist has got to peel back all of these things to expose the truth, and I'm, I'm using that as, you know, it's a complicated, deep mystery in order, and this is the cool part, in order that we can actually make progress and have freedom. I love that he ends the essay to make freedom real. Like he talks about mm-hmm. until we can come to grips with history, and this is often what the artist is doing, what happened, you know, we can't really move forward. And so this, this tension between the artist and the society is so interesting. And then I love that you made the connection, somehow understanding my experience and wrestling with kind of the truth about myself, that's what allows me to diagnose broader society, right? It's it's not just me standing on the outside and saying, this is wrong, that's wrong, we need to correct this. It has to come from a place of self-realization to understand an external realization. And you totally, you totally said that a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Something else that he says, getting into the tactical or the the system side, if you will, uh, is artists must be alone. And then he says, the aloneness of which I speak is much more like the aloneness of birth or death. It is like the fearless alone that one sees in the eyes of someone who is suffering, whom we cannot help. Mm. The state of birth, suffering, love, and death are extreme states, extreme, universal, and inescapable. So it's like he's using these, he's not necessarily talking about being alone in a room and writing sure uh, uh, tactically but more so being alone in a unique experience i think or being alone in these vulnerable situations like my suffering is unique to me and so it's i'm alone here totally. because you didn't go through this circumstance i did but then 
there's a lot of other people that are like me and did go through this circumstance. So by understanding myself as a individual in my alone suffering state, I'm going to make something, a song, a poem, a, a screenplay that resonates with so many people that have been in that similar aloneness. Did you have any, that's, that's my take no, that's, on that. That's dead uh, on. What did, what did you think about that aspect, that idea of aloneness? Yeah, that's dead on. And it does connect to, to Heidegger as well. Cause Heidegger talks about being towards death and this idea of like, instead of trying to always cover up the idea of death, but recognizing that, look, you know, death is something that is real, that we're moving towards and that I have to face myself. Like there's the aloneness. And I love he says birth and death, right? You're born and you die in a state of, right, being, no one else can do that for you, right? And no one goes with you in those moments, right? You are there. And I'm reading this very similarly to how you're reading it of those are the ultimate questions and the ultimate experiences that we're always like covering up. And we're always, you know, we don't want to face those harsh realities, right? We, we want to try to, to talk about something else or, you know, we want to mindlessly, let's take this to modernity. We want to, why do we love reels? Because we don't have to think about anything that is ultimate, right? We're not faced with this, this question of what does it mean to be human when we're distracted by, I don't know, a panda falling off. A limb or something, and I, I love the, I love the pandas falling off limbs. That's always amusing. But what, someone's going to pull that sound bite out of context or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that that's the kind of thing of like the tendency for us to do is always be distracted and distracted about things that don't matter. And so I think Baldwin here is saying, yeah, the artist he can't do that, or, or you know she can't do that. There has to be a a resolute facing of the things that we all must face. And, and that's kind of, you know, something that happens when we face the real, realities that we experience alone. And I do, you know, he does say, this doesn't mean going off by a lake and riding alone, but there is an element. And so to come back to the tactical, I do think there is something about solitude that helps us do this. Even though it's not just a matter of being alone, being alone helps us be alone. Yeah, I actually did originally when I was reading the article, have like I thought he was going in the direction of just saying like you need a lot of time alone because I had no context for what the article was going to be about and obviously quickly realized that's not what he was trying to say but at the same time there is an idea of like totally there's sort of an image of you journaling or you just taking a walk and thinking like because there's this or or even like therapy in a sense is like a like having someone else to like talk through nice things that are in your head and in your experience and try to process them and understand why it made you feel the way you did and then how you reacted and the patterns and these different things it's like so there there's aloneness there's maybe some situations like therapy where you actually benefit from having another person but it does seem like you just practically do need like alone time as an artist to actually sit, let your thoughts unwind, and then process what's going on inside, you know? And then then going a step further, figuring out how to express that, and then there's a vulnerability attached to it. Yeah. Because you're dealing with the real stuff in your heart. That's so good. Another part of this essay that I think is so useful and helpful along these lines is that he talks about how there are some things that we do 
and we don't have to get down to the root reason of why we're doing them, right? So there's a mode of, of, of being, and let's say, just as a way of metaphor, okay, we're going to start to build a bridge. I'm thinking about, you know, if I was an engineer, right, you're thinking about weight and structure and, and the physics of this, right? And there's all these things, but we don't stop and think, why should I bother to build the bridge, right? There's a whole question of why bother that literature, philosophy, painting, art is concerned with. And I love that Baldwin does this move. He says, look, there's all these tasks that we do every single day and we don't ever think, you know, why do I do this, right? We don't have to, we think about how do I need to get it done? What needs to happen? And Mm -hmm. he goes, what's great about the artist is they go to the questions and they try to push on those murky, mysterious, you know, human realities that inform all of these other things that we're doing. And so for me, this is right in line with the thing, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, what the humanities in education offer, right? I, I tell students, hey, we get to deal with the world of values and judgments and these questions that don't have answers that are, let's say, derived from an equation. There's no equation about how to be a good friend, but that really yeah. matters. And so how do we learn how to be a good friend, right? We go to a world, Husserl called the Lebenschwelt, the life world, where we engage with meanings and affections and desires and all these things that are murky, but they're right bedrock to what it means to be human. And so I, mm-hmm. I see almost this as Baldwin giving a defense, right? He, he certainly thinks society needs this to happen, right? And the mm-hmm. society, I, I think he thinks, needs the artist because they're always trying to prod that murky thing underneath that can't just be captured. Yeah, and that's, you know, this, I was, at first I hear the title of this essay, Creative Process, right? And I hear, ooh, this is going to be like a tactical, like oh, how yeah. to do something. And it's, it's disarming to read a very philosophical article on why are we doing this? Why are we making, what is the role of the artist in society? And how do they keep society honest? And they're a bit of a thorn in people's side because they say <laughs> yeah, hard things, yeah. but then in, then they die and then we honor them because they've made this incredible work and they contributed and we look back and see how they impacted history. And, and so it's, it was helpful for me to zoom out a little bit and just think about, yeah, why create in the first place? Don't always talk about that a lot, but what's the point of being an artist and how does it tie into the larger community Great. around you and the world as a whole and all humans? And uh, so, yeah, that that was very helpful. I mean, I am curious to pivot a little bit. Yeah. If there's maybe a bit of a connection too here between and this could go nowhere, but between the idea that we talked about in the press field in the episode about the hero's journey oh, and the yeah. artist's journey, where there's sort of this this idea that you have to go on your own journey as an artist into, well, you have to follow the hero's journey, which normally involves struggle and getting lost and feeling broken down yep. and kind of just going through the dark night of the soul. And then... <laughs> then writing the book and then getting to the other side where you actually have something to say. Mm. So there's, it also ties in with this idea that we've talked about before of like, as an artist, like you have to, like me and you, we have to live life. We have to have experiences to write about and to, we have to have opinions. We have to 
go through things yeah. to then be able to do that inner work, think about what we experienced and then write about it. And so I don't know, did any of that like connect? Do you think there is a connection to that artist's journey? Dude, that's an awesome connection. I think that's rich. And you know, the thing that comes out to, to me, it's almost paradoxical in that Baldwin writes that the way that we're going to get you know, freedom within society and progress towards a dwelling place is not by going up to society and, you know, dissecting it and talking about, you know, like all these little, you know, we've got to go and study it and, and have all these theories and throw sociology at it and anthropology. And that's all art needs to be, right? In order to help us move forward socially, we have to be concerned with the social. What's disarming about this, and I think you, you, you've you noted this really well, I'm so glad you did, is that it begins not with me pointing outward, it begins with this own idea of interiority, right? And I've got to go through the, as you said, dark night of the soul, and I've got to go out, and i got to look at, and he's very explicit in this, right? I've got to look at the mystery of, of being a human in my own life, and then paradoxically, the inward will help us with the outward. But it's not by focusing on the exteriority that this change happens. It's by welcoming this honesty with ourself. And it's only when we can go through these kind of fundamental aspects of being a human being alone, and life and death, right, big questions, it's only when we can wrestle with that can we actually bring back a boon to society that can help us move forward. And so I just think that's such a cool movement that I think we've probably gotten wrong in a lot of modern art. And so I'm, I'm thinking about Scruton here of, of that. We've, we've really tried to, to hone our social, political change in art, but oftentimes I think it can be very counterproductive. And I think Baldwin offers a way. It's not that we don't address tough social realities and call them out. It's that we've got to start with ourselves and I think the mm-hmm. tendency when you get into more, let's say, politically oriented art is to not deal with the self at all. And I think what Baldwin is reminding us is that there's got to be a level of honesty in my own soul before I can turn outwards. And that's actually what, what we need. So I think that's just, it's so, it's so rich that somehow the individual's hero's journey gives something to society. I mean, it, it's just, a, I, I love that movement. It is interesting because it seems almost like a maybe not a prerequisite, but it's like it, it's like a validator for just because someone hasn't done that journey doesn't mean that they're unable to point sure. out a wrong in society, but that maybe at the least that it's not a full picture or that maybe they aren't capable of doing that with themselves too. It's like you respect someone more whenever they can both kind of like don't dish it out if you can't take it type of idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's the easiest way to explain what what's coming to mind in the sense of like, if I go through a journey on my own and I can critique myself and understand my struggles and my problems, then it helps me have a bit of credibility to then critique something else. Whereas if I just critique and I can't critique myself or there, there can't be something wrong with me, then there's a, there's a one-sidedness to that, that, Maybe that I'm just trying yeah. to kind of describe what you're saying, trying to process it. But there's, yeah, there's, I think that makes sense. You got to remove the log. If we go from, you know, the example from the gospels, you got to remove the log from your eye to get 
if it's a speck or even a log in another person's eye, right? There's, there's sure. I think, a continuity there. The other big thing that I'd love to hear your thoughts on, and maybe it's just an affirmation, is it also gives a weight to like art that we typically don't give it in culture. So typically it's like, oh, your artists are over there. They're over there doing their thing. It doesn't really matter. I mean, what really matters yeah, yeah. is the hard stuff, economics, STEM, right? This is the stuff that this is the stuff that moves and shakes the world. And I love that Baldwin's like, I don't know. He gives the artist a place within society, and that's a big deal. And so I, I love that part about yeah. it. Like the artist almost works as kind of like a a little conscience in a way of like you recognize there's a certain self-realization that the artist has to to take on and that's that's an important role and so i love the dignity that that the artist gets within this the baldwin's picture of of society mm. yeah me too i think it was a great article highly recommend that everyone read it for themselves and see what they think about it but i really enjoyed it and good like higher level view on creative process something to like tuck away as we kind of keep chipping away at our definition even yeah it's that whole area of what why make art what is the purpose of the artist and yeah why are we here really yeah i mean i love that we talk about that in the first creative principle create i mean i think that's is your conversations we've had and yeah definitely recommend the article any kind of takeaways that we want to run with here you know not like conceptual takeaways, but is there anything kind of practical that was coming to mind, especially as we pursue crafts? I feel like one one thing for me has been thinking about defining your theme or your subject as an Ooh. artist is like a big thing. Like, are you, if you're a photographer, is there sort of a, a theme, whether it's social or political or something in your faith or whatever the thing whatever the category sure, is like they're sure. having a theme that ties across your body of work or even in a single body of work single um project yeah isn't it it's like a question where i've in the past like been like what should i write a song about to get really practical like i don't know where to start and sometimes it's you need to just have a specific scenario or experience you went through but then other times like you just need to sit down and come up with something and so yeah i feel like there's just a very simple takeaway in this for me which is like if i'm looking for inspiration like how can i like just go into recent emotions and like look in like my my browser history of my brain and say okay what have i been thinking about <laughs> and what so have i been awesome. struggling with yeah and saying okay these last, like, hmm, I've been thinking a lot about this specific type of feeling. It's anxiety or whatever that thing is. Okay, I'm going to write about this just because that's in the history. Maybe that's a very practical way of, like, find, like tracing very quickly. If, if you're, like, if someone's like me, at least it's a takeaway for me that that's a great way to find a starting point for my theme on a piece of work, whether it's songwriting or... Even like just instrumental music, I could probably use it for that. Just inspiration on like exploring an idea with with sounds. So that's kind of what comes to mind for me. What about you? That's great. And you know, it reminds me just today, Austin Cleon's newsletter talked about kind of how art wrestles with like complex, sometimes like ambivalent emotions where I feel happy, but I also feel sad. Like that's hard to understand. Mm, and, yeah. and, and I think this totally speaks to, I mean, Baldwin talks about how the interior is uncharted and it's kind of chaotic and it's like okay if i feel happy and sad like that what exactly is going on there and then 
I love how, you know, if we take the browser history, this is weird. I'm going to poke around in that, and I'm really going to try to understand what's going on, and then I'm going to try to capture something that's really complex in my art. And so in some ways it is like it can be instructive. I, lo- I love what you said. Find something that you, you're like, uh, you know, man, I, th- I felt anxious. You know, that's usually not the end in it. You usually say, well, why am I feeling anxious? How am I feeling anxious? Right. Right. It all of a sudden splinters into this really complex emotion that involves others and it involves a place and it involves a time and it involves, you know, continuing all these different actors, right? And then all of a sudden you've got something that's rich and multifaceted and, right, and that is going to require you to treat it with complexity and nuance. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's an awesome takeaway here of look inward not in a really unsophisticated, you know, blase, I don't know, not in an unsophisticated way, but look inward, really deal with those, those kind of questions of the alone self, because oftentimes they're just going to splinter into stuff that's hard to understand. But that's, that's what rich art does. It engages with that. Yeah. I like that idea too, of just pick the really specific niche down, basically. Like, what is it like to write a song about being anxious and really peaceful at the same time? Or like these dissonant emotions. Like yeah. sometimes you get in these weird places actually trying to dig into that in art because there's going to be people that resonate with that. A small list. Like you're really niching down to not just writing about love. You're writing about sure. very specific scenarios. I mean, that's what connects us to these songs that blow up is like they talk about driving down the street after the thing happens yeah. and then this and it's like they're so specific and then there's this one little thread that a lot of other people relate to despite the 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 uh universal in the particular you know and that's the wild thing you, you write something that seems so personal and then so uniquely non-identical and then it it hits a chord because whatever that underlying you know, whether it's a D chord on a piano or guitar, like different different instruments, different people, like there's that underlying similarity that rings, which I think is so cool. Love it. Well, I've got to wrap. This was awesome. I really love this conversation, man. Thanks for listening to The Craft with Carter and Colby. If you like this episode, there's three things that you can do to support our work. First, just follow or subscribe where you're listening right now. Second, share this episode with one other person that you think would enjoy it. And then third, just send us an email. Let us know how can we make this better? Is there a topic that you would like us to talk about? What did you think about this episode? What do you think about the creative process article from James Baldwin? Um, And send that to haycraftpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, just wanted to give a shout out. Our cover art was designed by Elizabeth Newell. You can check out her work at elizabethnewell.work or on Instagram at elizabethisadesigner. Thanks for listening.